Nova Nation, happy Friday. Welcome to the Morning War. Here's what is coming up over the next hour. We'll check in with everyone on the crew to see how they've been coping with the switch to Microsoft 365 so far this semester. The graduate three-minute thesis competition takes place today at the Mullen Center. And to talk about it along with other graduate student events this semester are our special in-studio guests, Emily McCluskey and Brooke Erdman, coming up at 8.30. Also, Chris, our very own, is in New York City for the IBS Media Conference, where WXVU will find out if it wins any of the five awards it has been nominated for. He'll check in with us live from the Big Apple at 8.15. And Ethan Silva makes his Morning Roar hosting debut. Also, the Morning Roar is being broadcasted live on WXVU's YouTube channel. Good morning, everybody. I'm David Chapansky. Good morning, everyone. This is Ethan. Good morning. I'm Allison Bayada. And good morning. I'm Dominic Rochetti. And I am bringing you your first Morning Roar news update of the day. So, as family, fellow police officers, and friends gathered to remember fallen officer Christopher Fitzgerald, Temple University has announced a generous gift for his family. To ease the burden on the family, Temple said it will pay for Officer Fitzgerald's funeral and provide free tuition for his children, should they choose to attend Temple. Fitzgerald was fatally shot after a short pursuit and struggle on Saturday evening North 18th Street near Temple University's campus. And, in other news, high school graduates left billions of dollars in free college aid on the table by not filling out the FAFSA in 2022. Among the class of 2022, 44% of high school graduates skipped the FAFSA, and eligible students left behind $3.58 billion worth of Pell Grant money per a January analysis by the National College Attainment Network, or NCAN. Per the NCAN, the findings underline the work still to be done to encourage demand for higher education. All right, everybody, welcome to the Morning Roar. Our first segment here, we are going to give a very warm welcome to Ethan for his Morning Roar debut. Ethan, welcome to the Morning Roar. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We would love to hear a little introduction from you, um, your class year, your major, if you have one yet, and where are you from? Okay, so I'm Ethan Silva. I'm an art history major, first year freshman, and I'm from Texas. So, <laughs> Awesome. All right, great. So we're going to transition here to checking in on Microsoft Switch. So at the beginning of the spring semester, as everybody knows, Villanova switched undergraduate students from Gmail and G Suite to the Microsoft 365 platform. Staff and graduate students had already been using Microsoft 365. University officials have stated that the switch was done both to prepare students for a modern workforce and for cybersecurity concerns. The reactions, of course, have been mixed. One opinion piece in the Villanovan described the switch as horrible as we feared, in quotes. Students have cited a propensity for legitimate email to be quarantined and inferior ability to collaborate in documents as drawbacks of the Microsoft platform. So what are everyone's thoughts on using Microsoft 365 so far? Have you run into situations with emails being lost in quarantine or any collaboration issues? Or is this much ado about nothing? David, let's go to you. So I would say that it hasn't been as bad as some people have made it seem. I think that uh, Microsoft still works fine. I do agree with the fact that it is harder to work with peers on documents. The Google Docs are so easy to work, so easy to navigate. So I do miss that in terms from the university level. Um, I'm a little confused of how Microsoft is like more cyber secure per se than Google. Um, 
that's interesting but i really don't think it has been that bad i like, guess yeah, some emails will kind of like get hidden in the other tab that like you'll forget or you won't see it but as long as you have like the phone app which i do i think it works great if you don't have it i highly recommend it um i, I really don't think it has been that bad i mean i would rather have kept with google but i don't think it has been that bad dom any thoughts yeah, I, I mean, I just use it for my email. I still use Google Docs and Google everything. I'm not. I still twitch- do I'm not too. switching to Word. I won't do it. But they're Word gonna stinks. take down the Google Docs soon. I think. How do they take down Google Docs? They're gonna remove our access to it. Yeah, they just. And all email. our documents are gonna be deleted. I think. In why are what, they March? doing this? I don't know why they're Who? doing it. Oh, Word is good, Dom. I I, I seriously recommend I, you start using. I Word. just use. I've used Google Docs like the past to, like six years. Like it it edits. Like if that. you want like professional writing, like you can pick. I don't want review. I, I like it personally, but <laughs> Ethan, what are your thoughts? Um, I honestly have to say that, let's be honest, Google Docs is kind of, and the whole Google platform, I feel like that's sort of like elementary and middle school. Like, which was when school was easy. <laughs> Happier times. Happier times. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I'm kind of with David on this one. I think that it's fine. It's not, you know, people, I think people are overreacting a little bit. Nah. It still works as email. No. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right. Well, I hope Villanova listens to your valuable input they, they and maybe should. switches back. All right. Um, moving on to our next segment, the five-second rule. Scientists from New York University say it takes less than five seconds for people to know if they really like a new song. And people's opinions of a new tune didn't change, whether li- they listened to a small snippet or the entire thing. The researchers say their findings indicate that people People respond more to the general vibe of a tune rather than its musical notes. And in general, quote, we can determine within five seconds or less whether or not we will like it, end quote. That sort of defeats the purpose of music services such as Apple and Amazon providing teasers in hopes we'll buy the song. So when a new song comes out or there's something you've not heard before, does this jibe with your findings? Ethan, let's go to you. I have to say that's sort of true. Like, I, I know within like the first like five seconds if I'm going to like a song. Hmm. So... The scientists know what they're talking about when they're talking about vibes. <laughs> David Dom, you guys agree? Uh, I think I get most of my new music from TikTok, so if it sounds good on the TikTok, I'll probably listen to it. They but. basically beat you to death with those TikTok songs. You yeah, have to listen to them whether you like it or not. Full song, and that's it's sad, but that, that's why I find like all my songs now. I hear them on TikTok. I'm like, this good? It's new? It's like been out for six months. I'm like, all right. David, what about you? I would agree. Absolutely agree. So I, I was a big pop music fan, still am. Yeah. Uh, but one of my best friends got me into country music. And, but I don't like hardcore country music. Like I like pop country music. So I can listen, especially Wait, with country music. Country That's really music. specific. Pop I'm country music is like, Keith in Oden? my opinion, Luke Combs. <laughs> okay. okay. Like it's not like super country. You know what I mean? So um, like I, I can't listen to hardcore country music so like the first five seconds i can listen to a song and be like wow so this is either pop country or like country country so if that makes sense chicken but- fried i just want to say chicken fried is like the worst song ever if I ever hear anybody play that i will fight you on the spot that song stinks i was at um karaoke night at kelly's on tuesday did you and- sing it no, but someone else sang <laughs> someone it. Someone did, yeah. And it's always for karaoke. it was so funny because all the men in the bar all stood up and it's formed a-, a circle mm-hmm. and they were all singing the song it. is terrible <laughs> it's the worst song Sorry. Such strong opinions. I hate country music so much. I, so I used to, but it depends on when the you music. listen to it. Like, I understand if it's like a summer at like six p.m. You want to listen to country music. I get that. Yeah. But like, if it's snowing out, you can't put on. You can't put on country music. Like that doesn't make any sense. I do. Why? <laughs> I don't there's know. No, there's no. There's no. And country I used to, and, and it's weird because, like I said, I used to never listen to country music. But it depends. Like it has to be. 
and it's not even artists. Like, it just depends on the song. Outside you know what I mean? Summer, like, there's no, like, country no. artists, per se, that I'm like... And my friends like country music. I'm like, turn this off. No, I'm not listening wow. to this. It's, it's rough. You have to like it. You have to like it. It's not like something you can just, like, listen to. You have to like it. That's you know what I mean? Most things work. No? Yeah. Yeah, but no. I no. I feel like, too, a lot of it has to do with, like, the music in the beginning. Like, with all songs in general. And I think especially with country music. Like, you, not like you hear the... Guy. And I feel like that's why... Not You're not a banjo, banjo guy? It's not Aww. just banjo. But I feel like in the beginning of a song, like, you can easily tell pretty quickly, like, how the song is going to go. Yeah, I agree. To go, that's true. Based off of the intro music. Which I think is why a lot of musicians have put, like, severely... I don't know how you would describe it, but like makes you want to listen type of music. That's why the they all like I think that's why they all use like samples of stuff. True, mm-hmm. true. All so. right, and with that, let's move on to our Twitter poll question of the day. Dom, what's our question? We have back to back good weeks of questions, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at WXVU. Question today: What is the worst type of question on an exam with midterms approaching? Thought it'd be a good question. Options are short answer, essay. Multiple choice or fill in the blank. Right now, five votes. Essay, lean the way at 60%. Multiple choice and fill the blank. Each of 20. I would say essay. Fill in the blank is pretty bad, though, too. Essay, you can kind of, you know, work your way around it. Fill in the blank. If you don't know, you don't know. You're losing all your points there. That's true. Any other thoughts? I would have to agree with that. I mean, if you don't know what you're talking about, then you can't fill in the blank. It's true. Speaking of Ethan, I took art history, and we always had an essay. Yeah, it's always I say. So, uh, who do you have? You had uh, Dr. Brody? No, haven't had. Okay, yet. she's great. But if you don't know anything about art, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> essays. I really don't think essays are that bad, though. No, they're because, not. Because yeah, because you can like essays on an exam aren't that bad because it's not like it's yeah. a five-page essay. It's like a page or yeah. I think I think fill in a blank and short answer. Short answer. Because great. short answer, if you don't have the content in that answer, it's just wrong. But an essay, I feel like you can kind of work around it. <laughs> Use more yeah. context and try to get like if you if you forget a specific let's say a definition or you forget a specific like you can work around that in an essay yeah, more than right. you can in a two sentence short answer. The wor- the worst is when you just like answer a question then have like explain. I don't want to explain why or why not. Yeah, why why Especially not? Especially in li- like for me know. in for that me out. in intermediate Spanish like sometimes I forget <laughs> and it's like I'm just trying to answer and it's like why or why Por not qué? and I'm like ah. Oh. They ask you like short answer questions in Spanish. Yeah. What types of questions yeah. do they ask you? Um, El gato. S- sometimes it's like, uh, what is your favorite phone? Like, we just learned phone apps and okay. application. How to talk about that. So it was, <laughs> what was your favorite phone app and why? Like, when do you upload photos on Instagram? Like, how, how often and why? Oh. oh, I remember this unit. It was a good unit. <laughs> yeah, I like the unit. I do. I have a Spanish quiz today. <laughs> but like, I, I've noticed a lot, especially in Spanish, it's like, explain why or why not. So you learned, like, El Twitter and, like, stuff like that? Yeah. Like, the names of the apps? That's yeah. cool. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Is that tweet? how you say it? That's to tweet. Tweet, tweet <laughs> Twitter. I think so. Is it? Allison said it right, yeah. Tweet yeah. 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 Fun. Yep. I don't know. I'm not good at pronunciations. All right. Good stuff. Okay. Let's see what birthdays we have this weekend. David, we'll take it over to you. So today, February 24th of 2023, George Thorogood, a rock guitarist and singer, turned 73. Floyd Mayweather Jr., retired boxer, 46. O'Shea Jackson Jr., an actor, turns 32. On Saturday, the comedian Caratop turns 58. Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings, 52. And Rashida Jones from Parks and Recreation, 47. On Sunday, Tim Comerford from Rage Against the Machine turns 55. And Nate Ress from the group Fun is 41. Thank you, David. And before we take a quick break, let's see what's going on with WXVU. So, 
We have a new podcast series, the first two episodes of ProfCast, a series where WXVU will shine a light on the outstanding research efforts put forth by faculty at Villanova, are available on our podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. So the first two episodes are featuring Dr. Marcus Kreuzer and Dr. Ryan Weldzius from the Political Science Department, interviewed by Ryan Derry. Make sure you check them out. We also just finished up a clinical with eight senior nursing students, resulting in some excellent podcasts and the PSAs you're about to hear in our next break. They were produced as part of the WXV and U Health Partnership with the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing. So be sure to check out the WXV and U podcast feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to hear their work. And the big IBS broadcasting conference is in New York City this weekend, where on Saturday we'll find out if WXVU takes home any of the five awards it was nominated for. I'll be there later today and we'll talk with our Morning Roar co-host Chris Kokinos in the next segment live from Times Square. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Rafool, the news director at WXVU, and you're listening to V891 The Roar. Ugh. I'm setting another timer for 30 minutes. Ugh, I'm so tired. What time is it? Ah, I have to go to class. Have you ever woken up from a nap like this? Here's some advice, backed by research, to take naps that help you wake up refreshed and sleep at night without trouble. Number one, keep naps short. Naps should only be 15 to 30 minutes long. Number two, optimal napping time is between 1 and 4 p.m., but find a time that works for you. Number three, nap in a quiet, dark, and cool environment without distractions. That means no phones. Really? No phones? Correct. No phones. Now you can feel more rested during those tough work weeks. Happy catnapping, Wildcats. And remember, don't sleep on sleep. This PSA was brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. V891, The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. Welcome back to The Morning Roar. You're listening on WXVU V89.1, The Roar. Now let's go to David for the three-day weather forecast for the main line. I've been enjoying this spring-like weather so much. Yesterday was beautiful. Today, a little bit cooler, uh, sunny, high of 45 degrees, also windy. Partly cloudy tonight, a low down to 22 degrees. On Saturday, it'll be cloudy and quite chilly, a high of only 37 degrees. And a mix of sun and clouds on Sunday, turning mild again, 52 degrees for a high. The current temperature outside of our Doherty Hall studios here on Villanova's campus is 45 degrees. Thank you so much, David. Now we're going to send it over to Ethan for our second Morning Roar News update of the day. Cast members from ABC's Good Morning America were on Villanova's campus this past Tuesday to raise awareness about the need for people to register as bone marrow donors. Villanova is helping in the effort to find donors of its own with their own bone marrow registry campaign called Get in the Game. More information on this initiative can be found at bethematch.org. 
In other news, a Japanese garment company is selling a wearable beanbag that allows you to com- comfortably sit or lay down anytime, anywhere. Garment maker Takiko says that the wacky invention was inspired by a popular idea among Japanese designers that resolves, revolves around offering costumes at extra levels of comfort so that, they don't, so that clients don't ever want to move. Available in three sizes and various colors, the wearable beanbag weighs around 11 pounds. They run in price between $60 and $119. All right, so what do we think? Would you be rocking this, David? <laughs> I'm looking up a picture of it right now, and I think I've found it. I'm just a little confused of, oh, so you actually wear it kind of like a costume. Yeah, it looks like a pumpkin costume. Okay, so I personally would not wear it, but it does look pretty comfortable. I would. Like, I have to admit, it looks pretty comfortable. Where would you wear it to? Like, every day would be like an everyday thing? No, I'd just be like, I'd be at home and be like, you know what? I don't want to sit in a chair today. Put on my beanbag. There it is. I have love beanbags. Do you have a picture of it? I have a beanbag in my, I do. In my Wait, room. I it around. I want to see. Sure. Just plop it oh, on the floor. Oh, wow. <laughs> it looks like that a costume. That looks heavy, though. Yeah, to, that's to what I'm saying. Is That's why like, I feel like I wouldn't be... Especially, <laughs> like, let's say you were to wear that around campus. <laughs> no, no, it looks silly. Yeah. Your book bag is like, you know, a couple pounds, and then you got that, like, 10 or 11 pounds. It's not, not possible. It's no, certain. I don't think so. I don't think it's for wearing around exactly. campus. But maybe for lounging around lounging in around your dorm, in my dorm. that sure. might be a good idea. On, like, a Sunday morning? Sunday morning. That's yeah. the main purpose, I think. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll put it on the... That's good. That's up there with the rocket shoes. All right. This and the rocket shoes. Up there with the rocket shoes. You're not going to buy the thing that like keeps you secret from security cameras? No. We're building a whole (laughs) outfit, so it's going to be... And there was something in the beginning, too. There was a fourth thing. It was the security camera thing. It was the rocket shoes. Beanbag. This, beanbag. And there was another thing, too, that we were like hooked on for a while. What was it? Do you remember? Yeah, you're right. Was it some some type of glasses or goggles or something? I don't know. We'll have to go back and we'll see, to, see if we can find it. Yeah, <laughs> the archives. Yeah, we yeah. do have the archives. So if we can there are any long time, maybe your dad remembers. If yeah, there are any long time listeners of the Morning Roar, <laughs> feel free to text in and tell us what we're forgetting. Um, okay, but let's move on to our next very exciting segment. We have Chris Kokinos, uh, as you all know, host of the Morning Roar. He is in New York City for the IBS, which are the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System Awards and Conference, and WXVU is up for five awards. So Chris should be joining us live now from Times Square, although I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. So, Nick, feel free to jump in here and help us out. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. What's going on, everybody? Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. It's like he's here. How's it going in studio? I wish I was there with you guys, but it's like I'm here. live from Times Square in the heart of New York City. So how's it going back in studio? It's going great. Amazing. Friday morning. Perfect. Hey, that was a great transition, by the way. Like, it was that perfect. Was smooth. It was perfect. That was good. That wow. was really good. We didn't even practice or anything. So, Chris, set the scene for us in New York at the IBS Awards. So, yeah, we got down here yesterday, me and Nick. We, uh, we hopped on the train from uh, New Jersey, went right into Penn Station, and then we walked from Penn Station all the way to the hotel. So, I mean, I think we looked a little bit goofy with all of our bags right through the heart of Times Square, but it was pretty entertaining. And then we got to the hotel, and here we are. We're going to see some conferences today, anything ranging from uh, sports broadcasting to IP law to basically radio marketing. I mean, the conferences here, they range from about every topic. And then tomorrow, we are going to be going to the IBS award ceremony where you said it. 
WXVU is nominated for five awards, including Best Radio Station, and Allison is even up for an award for Best Promo. Thank you, Chris. And to reassure you a little bit, you were definitely not the strangest thing people saw in Times Square yesterday. <laughs> oh, no, that that's for sure. I saw somebody in a... I'm going to say a pretty impressive Bumblebee costume. Like, he was at least... I thought he was going to say the beanbag. No, I did not see the beanbag. If I saw somebody in the beanbag or the rocket shoes, I think I would have taken a picture immediately and sent it to you guys. All right, so you want to ask our next question for Chris? Um, So, Chris, how's um, uh, big city life from a... Oh, shoot. How is um, the big city as a Midwest guy? So... This is my third time in New York City, and for some reason, each of my three times in the city has taken me right to Times Square, and I absolutely love being here because I've been to Chicago and Milwaukee are like the two cities that I'm most familiar with in the Midwest, and quite frankly, they just do not compare with the size and the energy of New York City. I mean, it was what? We left the restaurant at like 11 o'clock last night, and the city was still just bustling. Like, I leave... restaurant at nine o'clock in Milwaukee and the city's dead. So just New York City is something that has no comparison in this country. And I absolutely love being here. The energy is just unmatched. Glad to hear you're enjoying your time. The city does never (laughs) sleep, Chris. No, it never does. Um, (laughs) So two big things about New York City uh, food wise is the pizza and the bagels. Are you going to try either one on this visit or maybe have you already? I have not tried either one yet, but I think that's got to be on the bucket list. You know, I've got to try the bagels probably like tomorrow morning, and I've got to hit like a pizza shop sometime today. Now, I've got to say I'm a little bit biased to Chicago pizza. I'm a huge deep dish pizza guy. I firmly believe that that is the best pizza in the country. However, I'm ready to see if New York really lives up to the hype of having the best pizza. Yeah, I'm glad you're ready to be proven wrong. Um, but I don't, I don't know about that, Allison. We're, we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, Chris, are you feeling good vibes for WXVU's chances? Um, I'm feeling probably the best vibes <laughs> for WXVU's chances, Dom. I mean, come on. We are simply the best radio station in the country. I'd even say the world. So if we don't get this award, I'm going to be shocked personally. <laughs> All five of them, Chris. All five. Come home with all five. All five. All five. But definitely best station. Absolutely. And one last question for you here, Chris. What sessions are you most looking forward to at this conference? So... I was taking a quick perusal through them at the uh, the restaurant yesterday, and I've got to say the few that I am most looking forward to are sports and betting on live air. So that should be interesting. You know, David and Dom could definitely speak to that a little bit more as there are, you know, resident sports broadcasters there. And then the other one I was most looking forward to was the one about uh, radio and politics. As you know, I'm a political science major, so I think that one should be fairly interesting in how political individuals lie on air. So we're going to see how that one goes. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I hope you enjoy those sessions and have a great time at the conference, Chris. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, guys. And I also took a look at the Mindbender. I'm not going to lie. David, Dom, you guys are in for a good one today. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. (laughs) I'm leaving in a couple minutes, Chris. uh, (laughs) I'll be out. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. All right. 
Thanks, guys. Thank you, Chris. Just as a reminder, WXVU is up for the following awards at the IBS conference. We are up for Best Live Music Broadcast, Best Public Affairs Program, Best News Interview, Best Station ID, and Best College Radio Station. So here's hoping we bring some awards home. But first, a quick did you know, Australian researchers are working on new technology that may allow mobile phone batteries to last for nearly a decade, about three times longer than they do now. Currently, only about 10% of handheld batteries, including those for phones, are recycled in Australia because doing so is expensive. The rest go to landfills, which is harmful for the environment. This new innovation by engineers from the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology may help with this. What's everyone's phone choice these days? Uh, liking the battery life? Dom, you shook your head. Let's no, go to you. My phone's terrible. I think I have... I don't know if I have a 10 or 11. I don't know. But it's it probably only has, holds a charge for... An hour, then it'll die. I'll plug it in. It's terrible. Rough. It's a terrible phone. You can check what your battery like. Yeah, is. it's. I think it's like like in the sixties. Oh boy, look. <laughs> it's low. That's so rough. Yeah, I, I got one of those. I don't know if you guys have seen them, like those like speed up chargers. Yeah, I have one. And I think, yeah. but I think it ruined my battery. Oh, like I think it destroyed my battery. I don't know though, but that's just my hypothesis. What about you guys, Ethan, David? Um, well, I know on iPhones, like there's this feature where it says battery health. Mine says 100, percent but I definitely think perfectly that's a lie. healthy. <laughs> it's it's alive. It's it's. Alive. <laughs> what about you, David? I would agree. I think that they they should be better. But Apple wants you to buy phones quicker, so why not? That's true. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's move on to our mind bender of the day. So <laughs> there were no winners last week. I was close. And you. Quarter of a point. <laughs> Quarter of a point. <laughs> Tenth of a point. And we are now at a tied score still of one and a half each for David and Dom. So Dom, this week you get first choice of a lifeline, either myself or Ethan, and then David will have the other. I'm going to choose Allison again. Okay, okay Ethan. You got this. Okay, so here is the mind bender of the week. I can be quick, and then I'm deadly. I am a rock, shell, and bone medley. If I was made into a man, I'd make people dream. I gather in millions by ocean, sea, and stream. What am I? Hmm. <laughs> the line that's really like... I don't know if it's it, it's causing me trouble, but it's also, I guess, kind of helping in a way. I am a rock shell and bone medley. Like, to me, that is the that is the big line in this. Am I, do you know what it is, Allison? Yeah, I figured it you out do. pretty quickly. Okay. Oh, stop. It's not you water, it right? Week. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I know this. It's um... You want me and David are like the fools. <laughs> a rock shell and bone medley. I can be see the first one. I was like quick, and then I'm deadly. I was thinking water, but then it can't be water. I'm a rock shell and bone medley. Hmm. Ethan, any thoughts here? Hmm. Well, I think I know it. You think you know it? Nah, I just I take that back. I don't know. No, what was your guess? Sand. Yes, that's right. Yes, come on, that's a point. That wow. is Sam. absolutely a point. That was easy. I don't know how to do Dom, congratulations <laughs> on getting the mind bender this week. Congrats, Dom. Sandman. 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 You figured it out. That's funny because that's the one clue I didn't get. Yeah, if I was if I was made into a man. What Sandman. is a Sandman? You know who the Sandman is? No. That's worse than Charles Darwin. Ooh. Um, Sandman comes to you and throws sand on you and you dream. I think, right? That's I have just... no idea what Sandman is. What is this like folklore? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think it's like, I don't know. He was in. The... Isn't there a song? Yeah, Mr. Sandman. No, enter what it, it isn't. Enter Sandman's a Metallica song. Yeah, yeah, that's that, Mar- that Mariana Varius to yeah. come out to. Yeah. Oh, 
Okay, good stuff. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm score, really proud of myself. I'm really proud of you, too. Thank you. I, no hint or anything. No hint. He did that all by himself. It's all knowledge. All That's knowledge. My mom, my mom <laughs> told me on Tuesday that I look like an idiot on air because I never get these. No, she can no longer say that ever again. She's so probably this, proud of me now. Yeah, score no longer tied. We now have Dom at 2.5 and David at 1.5, so... <laughs> Next Can week, we get like a sports riddle here, Nick. <laughs> like you know, Phillies twenty sixteen, something like that. Yeah, okay. the twenty. Cody Ashey, <laughs> Cody Ashey, or Michael Kadar. Yeah, maybe next week we'll toss something Orr. a okay. little easier. But as of now, you got to redeem yourself next week. I will. I'm ready. All right. So totally we not. are going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back for our third segment. Stay tuned because we have a very interesting conversation coming up next. RV 89.1 The Roar Spring 2023 show lineup is now live. The show schedule is available at WXVU.org and we'll be adding new programs all semester long. We're your home for everything Villanova. V89.1 The Roar. On Mondays in March and April at the Willows Park Preserve, Rose and Lion Leadership will allow children ages 8 to 11, enrolled in grades 3 through 5, to enter the imaginary world of Redwood Creek, where there are mysteries to solve and fun ways to learn skills to help you become a leader. Build early skills to become a leader by helping people feel good and inspiring them to join you. These classes will take place on Mondays from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Willows Mansion. A final leadership event will take place on Saturday, April 29th from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. The Willows Park Preserve is located at 490 Darby Paoli Road in Radnor. More information is available at willowsparkpreserve.org. This is your reminder. If you've been prescribed antibiotics, be sure to finish them as prescribed by your healthcare provider, even if you start to feel better. Finishing the full course of antibiotics prevents the growth of drug-resistant germs, reinfection, and worsening symptoms. In the know with Nova Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU, Villanova Radio. And we're back. You're listening to The Morning Roar on WXVU V89.1, The Roar. We are bringing you this upcoming conversation with Emily McCluskey and Brooke Erdman thanks to the proud support of Goodness Bowls, where they offer a wide variety of smoothies, bowls, juices, and more. Their store is open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Goodness Bowls can also be ordered online at goodnessbowls.com or on Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Nova Bucks are also accepted. Goodness Bowls is located in the Villanova Plaza on Lancaster Avenue, right next to Starbucks. So we are very happy to have in studio with us today, Emily McCloskey, the director for the Center of Graduate Research and Education here at Villanova, and Brooke Erdman, the associate director for student services in the Graduate College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. They'll be talking about some of the opportunities for Villanova graduate students, including the three-minute thesis competition being held today at the Mullen Center inside the Topper Theater at 3 p.m. Emily and Brooke, welcome to the Morning Roar. 
Thank you so much. We are so happy to have you here. So let's get right into it. Emily, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved with the graduate program here at Villanova? Sure. So I've actually been here at Villanova for a little over 10 years, working um, exclusively with graduate students the whole time. I started here actually as a graduate student myself in 2010 in the Master's in History program. And during that time, I kind of thought about, you know, I loved it. I loved studying. I loved being, you know, surrounded by the college atmosphere. And I loved the history that I was studying, too, but kind of decided that I didn't want to go to the next step for a PhD. But what I really loved was was Villanova. And I thought, anything I can do to stay here, I'll do. So it was really fortunate that in my last semester, a job in the Graduate Studies Office in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences opened up, and I took it. And the rest is history. So for uh, my first 10 years as an employee, I was working in the Office of Graduate Studies in Arts and Sciences. And um, when, when the university kind of decided, as part of the strategic plan, to invest more in graduate students and off opened up the Center for Graduate Research and Education, I went for that job and have been working in that office with Dr. Mike Westrate and Joyce Harden and Joe Nolan for the last, um, it'll be a year in June. Wow. <laughs> so Emily, could you talk more about the recent establishment of the Graduate Center and its role in representing all the graduate colleges at Villanova? Sure, so I think, um, you know, uh, Dr. Westrate talks tells this story probably better than I can, but when the university kind of underwent the strategic planning process that was meant to be for 2020 20, through 2030, um, there were a bunch of committees put together looking at all sorts of things going on around the university, student support, um, you know, housing, all kinds of different things, research, and Almost every single committee that then sent up their report um, included graduate students. So Father Peter at that time said, all of you are mentioning graduate students. This needs to be its own thing. Um, So with that, uh, you know, this whole thing was born. Of course, that was right before COVID. So there were these plans to have the office in place in 2020. It was put on hold, and thank goodness, you know, last January is when I think the office and Dr. Westrate's position as assistant vice provost for graduate research and education was established, June 1st being when I was able to start along with my colleague Joyce Harden. Um, And really the intention is to build upon the excellent work that's being done at the college level for all of the graduate programs, but never before was there any centralized support. Um, So our office is in place to act as kind of the central point of collaboration for the graduate colleges. Um, What we've decided, what we've been able to do is kind of do across the board programming um, so that we have, uh, you know, student life and social activities for graduate students for all of the colleges. Um, So that way, you know, we have students in biology being able to meet students in engineering and nursing and business and the law school. So it's been really exciting to kind of see those connections being made. Um, We also want it to be a place uh, our office to be a place where graduate students feel supported, um, 
feel that they have a place on campus. So as you mentioned, you know, we have about 3,500 graduate students on campus. I think that's a surprise to a lot of people. Um, you know, with the total student population of a, a little over 10,000, you know, we make up over a third of the the, grad, the student population. So we were, we're really excited to be that that point of support. We also do things like host a university-wide orientation. Um, we're doing things like 3MT, which we can talk a little bit more about later. We have Graduate Student Emergency Fund. We were able to provide a healthcare subsidy for our funded students. So those are just some of the, the things that we're working on. That's excellent news, all great resources. Uh, Brooke, could you please explain your role within the Graduate College of Liberal Arts and Sciences and how you work in tandem with Emily? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my role is as uh, Associate Director of Student Services, which I'm still getting used to the title because it's changed three times <laughs> in the past few years. Um, so I essentially work with our students in liberal arts and sciences from record creation through to graduation and sort of anything in between. Um, so I do a lot of the events and programming and things that are happening for our graduate students. I create all the student records if there are changes or issues or anything like that along the way. Um, I'm the point person for, for all of our students. And I work. I worked with Emily for several years when she was in our office, and now I work with Emily in, in her office whenever I can, really, um, to work on their events, uh, promote their events for our students, make sure our students are reading the emails and things that Emily's office is sending. Um, and I'm also helping out with 3MT this afternoon, which I'm really excited about. Now, for either Emily or Brooke, can you give us some background behind 3MT or 3-Minute Thesis? I like the acronym. <laughs> Should I start? Sure. Um, so 3MT or 3-Minute Thesis, just a, a quick uh, background about it. It is a international uh, research communication skills competition. We like to call it the premier uh, research communication competition. It started in the University of Queensland in Australia in 2008 um, and came actually out of a drought. So it's uh, hopefully not a spoiler for anyone who attends today, but the graduate dean at that time um, that during the drought, people were limited to taking showers for three minutes. So everyone had an egg timer in their shower to make sure that they weren't exceeding that limit. So at that time, the graduate dean, I guess, had also been thinking about how he can get his graduate students to explain their research succinctly and to non-specialists. So we thought, aha, three minutes. Um, so the three-minute thesis competition was born, and the competition is that exactly that, that graduate students have exactly three minutes to explain their research to a non-specialist audience. So, you know, no jargon, no complicated terms. It should be basically your grandma can understand what research you're doing. Um, and since then, it's grown. The competition is now at, I think, nearly a thousand universities worldwide. Um, it's been at Villanova, thanks to the graduate dean in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, Dr. Emery Woodard, brought the competition here uh, four years ago. Um, with all the good intentions of having a, a grand live in-person event, but that was 2020, and so the first two years the competition was virtual and only in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. Last year we were able to do the first university-wide competition for students across um, all of our colleges, and so we're really pleased to be doing that again for the second time this year um, over in the Mullen Center. 
Anything you'd like to add, Brooke? That she summed it up perfectly. (laughs) Awesome. So maybe you can address this question. So how many contestants can we look forward to hearing from today, and how many of the graduate colleges are represented in the competition? Yeah, for sure. I'll need Emily's backup, but uh, there are 13 uh, students competing today. I was at the dress rehearsal yesterday afternoon, and they're all fantastic, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, We're going to see six contestants from the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. There are a couple from engineering and a couple from the School of Law. And uh, is that all? Yes. And it was open to all students, but some students from different colleges didn't submit, which is also fine. But hopefully next year there's representation from all of the colleges after seeing how awesome this competition is going to be today. Is the three-minute thesis open for all to attend? Absolutely, and we hope that you all do, and there will even be a reception following. Um, We are going to have a panel of celebrity judges um, who are are judging our 13 finalists, um, including our very own Father Peter Donahue, um, Amanda Granis, who's the university's chief research officer and and vice provost, um, and then uh, representation from all the colleges, uh, so the graduate deans. Um, It's looking to be a great event. That sounds exciting. And we're thrilled this year, I'll just add, uh, this is the first year that we have finalists from the the law school. So it's been really exciting to hear the type of research that um, maybe people don't know is going on there, but the students are doing really exciting research. So for either Emily or Brooke, graduate students sometimes can get lost in the shuffle as far as opportunities for events on campus. Can you please reflect on the work you both have done uh, doing to offer those opportunities and what other events will be happening for graduate students the remainder of the spring semester? So a lot of the work that's being done at the Grad Center, I feel, started in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. So I don't know if Brooke wants to reflect on that and then I can talk about what we've got coming up. Yeah, I can start. Um, So uh, Dean Emery Woodard that Emily mentioned earlier, he has always had this idea that our students need to be a part of the larger Villanova community. Um, And he has always wanted to involve all graduate students across the university, even if they're not in liberal arts and sciences. Um, So he's been doing a lot of great things, including bringing 3MT to Villanova. Um, He's done some great DEI roundtable work, peer mentorship program work that involves all students across the university. Um, And things of that nature that, you know, now the Grad Center is mostly taking over, but it started in liberal arts and sciences. Yeah, so we've, uh, you know, tried to do as much programming as possible uh, this year in our first year as the Grad Center and really have had the approach like we'll try anything, essentially. Um, But some of the things that we've done that have been, you know, for the first time. So we had a picnic, a, a kickoff picnic at the beginning of this year, which started in arts and sciences. But this is the first year it was university wide. We had um, were th- over 500 attendees at that picnic. Um, we've been doing a couple of other kind of ongoing initiatives. We have something called Working Wednesday, where graduate students can come to a dedicated space where we provide snacks and food. They have the whole day available to work in a quiet study space with other graduate students. Um, we did our first ever football tailgate um, at the last home game against University of Delaware. We had about 200 people attend that, which was a, a big hit. Um, we just had a group of graduate students at the women's basketball game against um, UConn, which we weren't pleased with the outcome, but it was awesome to have a group of graduate students there. We're doing a monthly pub series this semester at Galifties, which has been a big hit. Um, you know, we did a, a great uh, graduate student uh, kind of wellness and how. Ha- 
uh, holiday week at the end of December where we did like a game night. Um, we did, uh, you know, culminating in a, a happy hour where we did crafts and gingerbread houses and things like that. All of them kind of really well attended. So we're just kind of looking to keep doing things like that, get people on campus, get people together, uh, give them a chance to meet each other and really de-stress. We did an awesome Valentine's Day event um, just last week where we had chair massages for the students. We had the wonderful acapella singers come and sing to our students twice throughout the day and they were making Valentine's cards for kids at the Ronald McDonald House. So it was really it was really fun and we've just been so pleased that every time we do something more and more students are coming so we think it's a word of mouth thing we're happy that that word is getting out and we're just really looking forward to continuing that yeah that, i mean that all sounds fantastic i, mean, I might go here for school. you better <laughs> I, please, please do that leads me to our final question emily we have many undergraduate students listening in our audience including ourselves awesome could you give us some final thoughts to highlight the graduate experience here at villanova and maybe give undergrads something to think about as far as continuing their education here so something that maybe our, our undergrads don't know is we have over 40 master's degree programs. We have four PhD programs, and then we have two professional doctoral programs, including the law school and a doctor of uh, nursing practice. You know the faculty. You know they're wonderful. Um, you know the community here. So that's something that I don't think I need to sell our undergrad students on. But now hopefully you know that community exists and is just as special at the graduate level, too. Um, so you know that if you stay here for graduate school, you're continuing with a world-class education, but something that's uniquely Villanovan in the Augustinian values and tradition and community that you get when you stay here. Um, many of our colleges offer kind of four plus one or five-year bachelor master programs. I think that's something that is really attractive to undergraduate students and can be a big benefit that you might not realize that often some of them you can double count courses while you're still an undergrad that will then count towards both the under bachelor's degree and master's degree and some of the programs even offer free um, courses at the end so in many ways not only are you just continuing with an uh, an awesome educational experience but it's a, a great value and the last thing i'll mention on that point is you know the villanova undergrad uh bachelor's degree it tuition is high we can't pretend that it's not the graduate tuition rates are surprisingly and amazingly affordable so something to think about to look into and then on top of that we have a really competitive number of funding opportunities for graduate students so either working as research or, or teaching assistants in the academic departments or working in offices like residence life or the office of graduate studies or we even have some graduate assistants in our office they're sprinkled all throughout campus i'm sure you've encountered them so just look into your funding opportunities um see what's out there Wow, that's fantastic. I think we've all got some things to think about after the morning roar today. But thank you both so much, Emily and Brooke, for coming on today. And we encourage everyone to check out the three-minute thesis competition happening today at the Mullen Center at 3 p.m. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with the morning roar. Hey everyone, this is Sam Briggs here, the creative assistant at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar.
A virtual discussion on the anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine will take place Tuesday, February 28th from 6 to 7.15 p.m. One year later, the war in Ukraine will feature Dr. Volodymyr Kravchenko from the University of Alberta and Dr. Michael Westrate, Assistant Vice Provost, Graduate Research and Education at Villanova University, with comments by Villanova Russian Area Studies Director, Dr. Mark Strad, to open the Q&A with the audience. This event is free on Zoom, open to the public, and ACS approved. Visit villanova.edu for more information. WXVU, your home for Villanova sports. Listen for live play-by-play of Wildcats basketball and football home games. Count on V891 The Roar for coverage of Villanova sports that you won't find anywhere else. Do you have the Sunday scaries? Relax with Sonic Bliss every Sunday at 10 p.m. Sonic Bliss is designed to help you unwind with three hours of trip hop, dream pop, acoustic, ambient, and world grooves. No, it's not a love song show, but if you want to make out to it, that's fine too. Chill out with Sonic Bliss, Sundays at 10 p.m. on V891, The Roar. And we're back with the Morning Roar on Villanova's V89.1, The Roar. All right, let's take it over to David and Dom for sports. Dom, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Coming off of uh, the best win of Kyle Neptune's era um, at Xavier Villanova, men's basketball team, huge win. Um, Just more, road performance, what did he finish, 25? 25. Great win, first quad win. Quad one win of the season. Really needed it. And it, they need to get hot. They need to get hot. They need to win probably out to you know, even have a chance for at-large. But I don't think it's possible anymore. Big but East Tournament's okay. coming up. Tom. Big East ready Tournament. Big East Tournament. They got to win the Big East Tournament. Definitely. That's short. Short no, tournament. It was, it was the, the biggest tournament. win, though. You're oh, right, by right. far. And that was win. a good game. That was a really good and game. And they almost, at the end, had some trouble. But <laughs> I know. They, they held on. Shout out to shout out to Longino, too. That steal and the and man the, one was fantastic. That was great. Seven steals. Seven steals. Yeah. It's a lot. 12 p.m. game Saturday at the Wells Fargo Center versus Creighton. Pat Scanlon and Stephen Kane will have the call on WXVU. Moving on to the better team here, Villanova, the women's basketball team. 24-5, ranked 15th in the nation, takes on 13-16 Providence tonight at the Pavilion. They fell short against UConn last Saturday, but bounced back with a narrow win against DePaul. Jake Vars and Zach Tipton will have the call beginning at 6.45 on WXVU. That women's team is fun to watch, man. Yeah. Secrets I mean, she's automatic from and anywhere. I think they would, again, I mean, they would have beaten UConn if they, they hit free throws. They're going to have one more shot in the it biggest was, tournament. It to was so UConn. close and once th- again. And the, the only one that really matters, well, not only matters, but yeah. the main one that matters is in the biggest tournament. Yeah, and that's going to so, be fun. Because yeah. it's going to be in the final, probably. I mean, you would think so. I don't know, because UConn keeps losing. I mean, we can, we're all, I mean, we're prone yeah, to lose as well. You, UConn just lost to St. Lose? John's. Yeah, they lost to Marquette. They have. I mean, they're struggling. I, I think they're. Well, they always seem down. to bring their best game against us. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't realize like Paige Beckard hasn't played at all. Yeah, and that stinks because you know, she's a bucket. But like, go 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 down with basketball. It's. I mean, this is usually the usually the you know most intense and best part of the year. You know, gearing up for March Madness. We're still we still are just for the women's team this year. Baseball is back too today. Spring training, training starts today. Phillies tomorrow. All good news. All good news. 
All right. Thank you, David and Dom. Now we're going to take it over to Ethan for our music news. Ethan, take it away. Okay. So in music news, next month, Lego stores in Singapore will be selling the BTS Dynamite set, featuring the K-poppers on the video set of their hit song, Dynamite. The 749-piece kit will sell for the equivalent of 120 USD. Harry Styles took part in what he called one of the most disgusting local traditions while performing in Perth, Australia on Monday. This tradition is called a shoey, and it involves drinking liquid, usually alcohol, out of your footwear, then popping the shoe back onto your foot. In other news, Ed Sheeran is denying reports that he turned out an offer to perform at a concert in honor of King Charles's upcoming coronation. Last month, it was revealed that the televised concert would be featuring, quote, global music icons and contemporary stars, end quote, and will take place on May 7th. But a Sheeran rep says that he hasn't been approached about performing. David, any thoughts? <laughs> well, I don't think Ed Sheeran would honestly turn it down, to be honest. I mean, Ed is like the greatest performer in the world, so I don't see why he would really turn that down. Uh, no exaggeration there, by the way. Uh, something I am curious about, though, is, I and I was talking to Allison about this before the show, is I thought that King Charles was already coronated. Like I, I didn't know. Like I thought, as soon yeah. as like you take over, like you get the you it's get the like crown. Sworn it's crown, right? in. Is coronation more like official? Maybe it's like, a like celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, he's. Yeah, he's I know. That, sworn in I know that they're right? like I, I have seen because I looked it up before the show. Like they're doing certain things with like churches in England and different stuff. So oh, I know it's like a very big okay, event. Okay, I have an answer for you. So okay. the reason the coronation is so far away is that tradition dictates the country has to remain in mourning for oh. an appropriate period of time following the death okay. of the former monarch. That makes sense. There that's, you go. That's kind of goofy. But sixth of May, twenty twenty-three. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Ed Sheeran. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if there's a way, can, can anyone watch that, or is that just, like? I'm oh sure. yeah, I'm uh, sure. Uh, British TV. Anyone? Probably okay. huge. Because it's only. I mean, last one was what? The, Long the time ago. Fifties. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta talk to Ed, and you gotta get him to perform. Yeah, <laughs> him on Instagram. Oh wait, he's coming with new hot sauce. <laughs> that I, I, I talked about <laughs> in the group chat. He's coming with new hot sauce, and I. And I we're, we're out you. there. We'll get you. I do not like hot sauce. You can try it on air. Yeah, but I feel like, depending on the Scoville units, like, is it like ghost pepper? <laughs> no. Like, I'm really, like, it's I am not, not into hot sauce, but I'm like, the Scoville units. It's Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. It's going to be very mild. Yeah. yeah. But I forget what he called it. What did he call it? Hold on. Ed Shape Sheeran? Shape of you? I don't know. No. <laughs> it's like, hold on one second. It, it, it kind of has Ed Sheeran. Tingly Ted's hot sauce. Oh. I don't like that. I name. don't like the sound of that, actually. <laughs> but who knows? We'll try it. We'll have it ready for you. We'll have it ready. After spring break, maybe. We'll all try it on the air. <laughs> All right. So, Dom, we're going to take it over to you to tell us what's new at the theater this weekend. I mean, we had, was Winnie the Pooh, like, death Winnie the Pooh, whatever it was last week. This week, we have very, very similar. Cocaine Bear, rated R thriller and comedy, an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in Georgia far- in Georgia forest where a 500-pound bear has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow. And blood. I feel like I, 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 is that a true story? Did a bear do cocaine in like? I think it is true, I and think I think they true. have the bear like somewhere in a okay. museum and a like a gift shop. Oh, he's somewhere. dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh. They, they have the bear I in think a they gift shop. Him. Oh, he, they, wait, they, wait, did, he didn't actually kill people. I thought he just there was just a bear on cocaine. 
Wow, the top search one I put up is Cocaine Bear. It came up with True Story. It is loosely inspired by the okay. true story of Cocaine Bear, an American <laughs> black bear that ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine in 1985. And oh, then okay. where is it located? The bear was found dead in northern Georgia and was stuffed and oh. displayed at a mall in Lexington, oh. Kentucky. Mall, so, I wasn't that far off. Okay, that was good teamwork. <laughs> the other movie coming out this weekend, Jesus Revolution. I hope it's Jesus and not Jesus. <laughs> PC-13 drama, a hippie street preacher joins forces with Pastor Chuck Smith and his struggling congregation to inspire an awakening. Kelsey Grammer, Kimberly Williams, Paisley, Joel Courtney. What are we thinking? Are we going to see either of these it, films? It actually doesn't sound terrible. If PC-13 movies are eh, they're rough because it's always like bad comedy in it. That's bad, true. Like rough drama, so probably not. If this was rated R, I may like look into it a little bit. But probably not. No Jesus Revolution. I'll probably see Cocaine Bear, though, TBH. What about the rest of you guys? Cocaine Bear? Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear? <laughs> yeah. No movies. No. No. I'm going to watch movies. I, I don't think I'm going to go see Cocaine not Bear. Not even Cocaine Bear? Like, it has to be either, like, a sports movie or, as I talked about, you know, the Ed movies Sheeran in the past. The yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Adventures <laughs> in a movie. I'll sleep out in one of those lines. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be at the first of the line ready to go in. But, um... Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, Cocaine Bear is going to get me to the movie theaters. Unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, David, what are our days of the week this week? So today is Friday Fish Fry Day. On the first Friday of Lent, when family friends gather for fish fries at restaurants and bars, it is celebrated in the U.S. Midwest as well as other places around the world. Today is also Tortilla Chip Day, saluting the 1940s invention by Rebecca Webb Carazanza of L.A. Rather than to- tossing misshaped tortillas... From an automated tortilla machine, she cut them into triangles, fried them, and sold them for a dime a bag. They were an immediate hit. And today is also Skip the Straw Day. A group of 8th grade students in Whitehall, MI, came up with this in 2017 to encourage Americans to give up the straw habit and help spread awareness about the damage caused by disposable plastics. Tomorrow is Clam Chowder Day and Quiet Day, also known as National Don't Utter a Word Day. It's a day to lower the noise level for a healthier and more relaxed life. And Sunday is for Pete's Sake Day and World Pistachio Day. Fantastic. And now we will hear the recap of our Twitter poll. Yep, so again, follow us on Twitter at WXVU. The question was, with midterms approaching, what is the worst type of question on an exam? Our options were short answer, essay, multiple choice, and fill in the blank. Right now, essay, leading the way in votes, has 42% of the votes, fill in the blank right behind him at 28, and then multiple choice and short answer both at 14. I'm sticking with my answer of essay, but I, I do think the second worst is toss between short answer and fill in the blank. Multiple choice is by far the best because but the answer This is definitely the best. Yeah. yeah. Hold on one question. If fill in the blank, can the words be used no. twice? Because that's a difference. Say, I'm saying fill in the blank, no word bank, though. Think of, Since okay, I was thinking word bank. I've had a word bank in like eight years. Bank. That's no. why I was no. thinking word bank. I just had a test yesterday. Not no word bank. Not like middle school. No, I missed word, word, word bank. On Spanish, Spanish is like the main, well, have fill in the blanks. That's nice Maybe it was Maybe it was yeah. like intermediate Spanish one, but... I, it was it was fill in the blanks, but the word and it, there is a difference. Like if if you do have a word bank, oh if absolutely, the word is used twice, oh, absolutely, or once because once so isn't mean. bad, but twice is twice. very mean. And like, well, it could be even used more than twice, thrice, <sighs> not thrice, never thrice, never thrice. All right, and we'll wrap up this episode of the Morning Roar with our deep thought of the week. Count your age by friends, not years. Count your life by smiles, not tears. <laughs> Very cute sentiment to end the morning roar on. Thank you all for tuning in to WXVU V891's The Morning Roar. We'll see you next Friday from 8 to 9. Please tune in then.